What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down the two-way deals that the Bulls just signed, officially signed Justin Lewis and Javon Freeman Liberty to, as well as signing Dalen Terry to his rookie-scale contract. What does that mean for the for the Bulls Summer League as Summer League opens tonight? We'll also talk about the Bulls letting that $5 million trade player exception expire and what the possible midseason moves could be for the Chicago Bulls as well as next year's cap space outlook. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, Jumping right in, the Bulls have officially signed Dalen Terry to his rookie scale contract, which everybody knew. I don't, I, you know, there had been some like rumblings, like questions being asked on social media by some people, like, are the Bulls planning on trying to move Justin Terry since they haven't signed him yet? Well, all those now go, uh, those questions go by the wayside. Dalen Terry officially signed his deal, put pen to paper, which means, hey, he cannot be traded now for 30 days. Justin Lewis and Javon Freeman Liberty. Also, we're signed to uh, two-way contracts. Now, for those who don't know, every NBA team is allowed two two-way players um, throughout the season. That allows for the full roster to be 17. Now, one of the things that's interesting about this is the Bulls just did, um, also earlier in free agency, signed Malcolm Hill to a two-way qualifying offer. Um, so that means that either Justin Lewis, Javon Freeman Liberty, or Malcolm Hill are going to be cut at some point before the season starts because you can only have two two-way contracts on your team now also what this does mean in Javon Freeman Liberty now being signed to the team that Devin Dotson for anybody who was interested in that or how he, how his development was going is all but not going to be re-signed to the Bulls G League team I believe he's also uh, he's on the Magic's team I believe for Summer League maybe maybe it's the Mavericks he's on one of those teams for Summer League uh, so his tenure with the Bulls is all but done Devin Dotson a player who did have I say a little bit of, of potential there, and actually somebody I thought may even get an actual NBA deal uh, to be on the back end of somebody's bench, considering how he's played in G League the last few seasons. But we'll still see. He get to, gets to continue chasing his um, his NBA dream. But question I'm going to ask you guys presented on this one is, who do you think ends up, this is before Summer League starts, it may change over the course of Summer League, but who do you think is going to stick around on those two-way deals? Is it going to be Justin Lewis? Javon Freeman Liberty or Malcolm Hill. Which one of those guys do you think out of those three are going to be cut and not make the team? Because it only could be two out of those three. So let me know what you guys think about that. Now, the Bulls do open their summer league today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against the Dallas Mavericks. I will be doing a post-game show for this uh game. Probably won't be live. We'll see what I can do with that. Maybe it may be live. Let me, I may be able to do a live. It's in the middle of the day. Though. I don't know how many people are going to be able to jump on, uh, but either way, you will get that. I'll be breaking down the games of Dalen Terry, Justin Lewis, Marco Simonovich, uh, Javon Freeman, just about anybody who has a potential to actually make this team. Be taking notes on them, covering very, very heavily so we can see, hey, what what ways has Marco worked on this game? What skill set is Dalen Terry going to show down there? Is Justin Lewis going to show and, and maybe surprise some Bulls fans in the way that he plays as well? A lot of questions going on around this Bulls Summer League team. And this is probably one of the more excited times I have been when it comes to a Summer League team for the Chicago Bulls just because, hey, there, there are some questions and quite a bit of people who may shake it up and may make the roster now as, as well as J Javon Freeman Liberty, a player who in his last year in college uh, averaged over 20 points per game. He averaged 19 points per game the year before that as well. 
somebody who has a high scoring ceiling possibly and maybe somebody who does eventually find their way as a as a scorer at that point guard position in the league somewhere but we'll continue to watch this a lot of a lot of players who offer a little bit of an excitement down there um, on that summer league team so let me know what you guys think about it down below are you excited for summer league this year what do you think we're going to see from Dalen Terry do you think we're going to see I, I've said I said on Locked on Bulls I think he's going to get a highlight dunk game one but we'll see how that ends up working out um, I do want to go over before we get into the last segment for today I do want to go over the polls that we did over the course of the week uh, so far this week we had three polls this week um, the first one was which young Chicago Bulls player will make the biggest leap during the 2022-23 season and you guys, um, over uh, almost 2,000 of you guys voted. Uh, Patrick Williams won that vote with 62%, with Iowa DeSumo coming in second place with 27%. Uh, Marco Samanovic with 7% of the vote, and Kobe White finishing that out with 4% of the vote on that poll. And it kind of makes sense for it to be Patrick Williams, considering the offseason, working with the DeMar, um, the aggression, and you know even how he ended last season, even in the playoffs, becoming a little bit more aggressive towards the end of that playoff stretch. I, was, I did expect it to be a little bit, uh, more of a split between him and Io DeSumo, honestly, because just Io just flashed so much last season, um, adding some weight, some muscle this offseason already so far. He's going to come in with a second year under his belt, learning some more veteran moves on the defensive end. Does he, does he flash that offensive capability? But one of the things that I do want to say with this, and I had a whole video on it before as well, is that the Bulls, while people we didn't go out and, and add any huge talent to this team, the development of the younger players, right? If if one to two out of these four players shows considerable development is going to really change the Bulls' outlook from last season on top of the Bulls having health, uh, hopefully not having the collapse in the second half of the season like they did. But very interesting way that that vote went. Didn't go quite the way that I expected to. This next one absolutely went the way that I expected it. So we did a poll um, a couple of days ago on who plays the most NBA games next season for the Chicago Bulls. And the uh, options on that one were Dalen Terry, Marco Simonovic, and Justin Lewis. Dalen Terry clearly blew that out the water with 77% of the vote. Marco Simonovic with 17% of the vote. And Justin Lewis at 6% of the vote. Now, what I do want to say about this poem is that while, yeah, it, it, it seems clear that Dalen Terry will probably play the most considering he's their 18th overall pick, things like that. But I look at Marco Simonovic being able to play, if he's able to play at the NBA level, being a position of need at that power forward slash slash center position, having a skill set of being a scorer. And we know what scoring means in today's NBA. Yes, it's not everything. You need to be able to defend as well to stay out there on the court. But I thought, Mar I'm looking at this, and I, I personally, my view is I think I would bet more on Marco Simonovic just because Dalen Terry projects to be a guard. We're deep at that guard position. Then bringing in somebody like Goran Dragic, who may be ahead of Dalen Terry on the depth chart. Um, but Justin Lewis as well, only 6% of the vote from Justin Lewis makes sense. A two-way player, which means that he's probably only going to come on if we do cut somebody else or if we have an injury, things like that. Um, we'll see if Tony Bradley ends up staying on the rock. Well, that's one of our next polls as well. But with that being said, I kind of my, my pick will go to Marco here, and that's just completely based off him gaining 25 pounds of muscle um, since he since he came into the league. Um, his his skill set, he flashed. If he shows a lot down here in summer league, I can look at the Bulls saying if they need a scoring punch, because keep in mind, Bulls bench almost dead last in the league in scoring last season. If they need some type of scoring punch, I can see, and Marco plays well and gives enough defensively to where he's not completely exposed, I can see Marco Simonovic playing more games next season than Dalen Terry. But, Hey, I can also see Dale and Terry winning there. So that was the vote on that one. Last poll we did for last week was which player is most likely to be on the Chicago Bulls roster opening night. And this was uh, Tony Bradley, Kobe White, uh, either both 
will be on the roster or both will be gone. So Kobe White won this with 41% of the vote. Tony Bradley had 13% of the vote. But an easy money, best money to put on. Both will be on the roster. One at, well, second at 26%. Um, the way that I look at it is this, is that if the Bulls do want to have maintain an open roster spot, uh, just in case of a trade, something, Tony Bradley is probably the most likely to be cut. They're not just going to cut Kobe White, not of the money that they would have to pay him regardless, whereas you can cut Tony Bradley. And I also look at Tony Bradley. If something does need to work out, that's a, that's a deal that you may be able to trade. may have to give up a draft pick, too, to get the team to take him, but maybe you can get a team to absorb him into some cap space or something like that. So I think Tony Bradley's the most likely to be gone. So I agree, Kobe White's the most likely to remain on the roster. So that 41% of the vote, definitely agree with that one as well. Make sure you guys get in tune. We're also, we already set our, our vote that we're going to do in this episode based off Summer League and Dalen Terry and, and things like that. Uh, well, which player, which uh, three-way, uh, two-way contract player is going to actually stick on the team. So make sure you guys vote. If you're on the podcast side, get your thoughts in on that as well. Let's go ahead and get into the last topic for today. This one is the Bulls did let their $5 million trade player ex- uh, exception ex- expire. And this was, this was we, we all expected it, right? We knew the Bulls are trying to avoid the luxury tax, even though using that TPE would have not hard-capped the Bulls. We know it's been all clear. It's already written. The Bulls are avoiding the luxury tax right now. We're not going to get into the whether that's the right or wrong decision. We're just identifying what's happening. So they did let that expire. That could have been a, a chip that they could have brought in a player of $5 million or less uh, and not have to send out any additional salary, maybe send out a future pick, things like that to kind of make that deal work. Now, what, that, what does that mean for the Chicago Bulls going forward? So that's off the table. We know that they still have that $7 million left, a little over $7 million of their mid-level exception if they decide to use it, which could come in handy during the buyout market, things like that. We can see what happens with that. But I think the Bulls have set themselves up to be quite a player at the midseason trade deadline if a, a deal presents itself for the Chicago Bulls. Now, that's not guaranteed that one's going to present itself, but you got to look at it. The Bulls have an expiring money. They have about $31 million potentially in expiring contracts when you combine Vooch. Uh, Kobe White and Tony Bradley, those expiring contracts. Um, I'm not adding Io DeSumo in there. Let's be clear with that. But they have, uh, if if something, if a, if a superstar becomes disgruntled, if a, if a player wants to be moved on, if a team all of a sudden decides to trigger a rebuild, the Bulls have set themselves in a pretty nice position as far as having expiring money to be able, because they don't have the draft capital, right? That's not something that the Bulls have. They can't trade their own first-round pick into uh, 2027. We do have the Portland pick. We can move freely if we want to. I do think the Bulls are going to be more keen to keep that, considering they don't have their own first-round pick next season. Could be wrong on that. We'll see. But I do think the Bulls have set themselves up to be in a good position. They're not hard-capped. They have $31 million in expiring contracts that they could trade, um, things like that. They do have future picks that they can or, or, or you know, throw in, that, that, like I said, that Portland pick if something like that happens. But they are going to be players at the midseason deadline, so be on the lookout. If somebody get, it becomes disgruntled, if a player, and again, I'm not saying, don't be in the comments talking about KD. The Bulls aren't getting KD. We don't have that type of assets. But if somebody else does become disgruntled or if one of these deals that happened during this summer doesn't work out for a team, the Bulls are in a position to try to capitalize on that. Now, one thing that I do want to also end this show on is talking about the Bulls' potential cap space next season. There's been a big, big talk about since the Bulls have signed Zach Levine to a max level contract that the Bulls basically will not have the, the spending ability in upcoming years, and that's just not true. Next season, for example, the Bulls, if they were to renounce or not sign or wait to, to Vooch and Kobe sign with other teams, they can have upwards of $20 million in cap space next season, as well as a mid-level exception. Now, yes, that's not huge, right? But considering 
that they could have that amount of money in cap space. Keep in mind, they would have to do some cap maneuvering, meaning that they would have to wait to re-sign Io DeSumo's deal to after they use those other ones because Io is up for a contract extension as well. But the thing is that because of where Io was drafted, his, uh, his cap hold is so low comparatively to the deal he's probably going to sign that the Bulls do have true cap space next season or could have true cap space next season and decide to do some things with, like I said, they would have to renounce rights or wait till Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White sign with other teams. But if they were to do that, they could free up true cap space if a star or a player that could command upwards of $20 million does want to come to the Chicago Bulls. So one of the things that I do want to talk about and I like to do here, this is not to excuse or anything, but this is just to state where the Bulls are next offseason. The Bulls could look to add a player of $20 million or more contract next season, again, by renouncing rights. They then also would still have their mid-level exception, and then they can still extend Kobe White, at, I mean, sorry, uh, Io DeSumo at that time because they wouldn't be renouncing Io's rights. So the Bulls do have a lot of flexibility here between the trade deadline and next offseason, so it's not all doom and gloom. I know the Bulls didn't do some of the things that we all wanted them to do this offseason, but this is why I said let the front office cook. This front office has been very smart in the way that they've done deals. It's been very smart in the way that they've structured and did trades as well. They have positioned themselves to be players after they sign a player to a to a max level contract. They have positioned themselves to still be offseason players next season. And this may be why we didn't see them go into the luxury tax this season, because then that would eliminate that true cap space they could potentially have next season. So they could, in, in a class that may be better free agent over, uh, overall, in that class, the Bulls are setting themselves up pretty nicely. Now, it's up to them to do it, right? And I understand the faith of the fan base maybe not being once what it was considering the way that this offseason was. But really look ahead and looking ahead at the Bulls cap situation, they can be in a pretty good situation cap-wise going forward. But um, that's it. Let me know what you guys think about that down below. How are your feelings on the Bulls not using a trade player exception this season? But looking now at, since I've uh, since I've said it, with the Bulls potentially having $20 million in cap space to go after free agents next season, do you think and want and hope to see them use that a little bit better? Does that kind of alleviate some of the frustration with this offseason? Let me know all that down below. But that is it for me for today. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow uh, the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And lastly, text or voicemail for our um, mailback episodes, which go live on Saturdays. That's tomorrow, people. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central, making this, this show what it is. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. And see red Come on, man. See red people. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.